Alright, as if the threat of COVID cooties wasn't enough to send people running to the Piggly Wiggly for enough toilet paper to face the end of the world, let me give you five more weird threats that could spell doom for humankind. Check this out. Tactical firearms training. Urban survival. Close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. Hey, what's up, Warriors? It is Jeff Anderson from WarriorLife.com, and welcome to podcast episode number 343. And you might want to break out your tinfoil hats for this one, folks. Um... I thought we'd have a little bit of fun here and explore some stranger-than-fiction threats that may seem a little bit wacky to you, but there's actually some weird science behind some of these that is, got to be honest, it's kind of freaking me out. So a word of warning here, if you are inclined to any kind of anxiety or you truly get freaked out by different threats and conspiracy theories out that are out there, um, I don't want to debilitate you in any way. So... I highly recommend do not listen to this podcast episode. Please just go ahead, turn me off right now. <laughs> All right, I'm, and I'm dead serious about that too. Um, in fact, I was really kind of doing fine until I got an email in from one of our readers who turned me in. He turned me on to a, um, a fiction novel that I'll tell you about here in just a minute. And I did get the book. And not only did it scare the bejesus out of me because it was based on real events that could happen, but it got me thinking about what other weird threats might be looming out there that I haven't really considered before. And so I started doing a little bit of digging. And I'm talking about like real Planet of the Apes stuff, which brings me to threat number one of five, Planet of the Apes stuff. Okay, this this is really out there, and I'm not saying that we're going to be ruled by our simian overlords, but some people do think that apes have evolved to our equivalent of the Stone Age. And there are some reports out there now of chimps that are sharpening stones, they're, they're sharpening sticks, they're using them as tools, using them as weapons. Um, one video I saw of a zoo in China was of a white capuchin monkey, and apparently since monkeys have been flinging sticks and stones and, and feces at spectators. They're, they're now not like having cages there. They're actually putting up glass barriers as protection. Well, apparently this monkey had been seen sharpening up a stone for a little bit of time. He'd just kind of been grinding away at it. And the zookeepers just kind of thought, oh, isn't that cute? He's sharpening up stones. And then there's a video of him going up to the glass and literally shattering it into a million pieces. That glass barrier between him and all the people, and with just a couple of strikes, shattered the entire thing. And it it scared the hell out of him, too, so it's not like he really knew what was going to happen. But as it turns out, in side-by-side tests, chimps have been shown to have better memories than humans. And there's one video out there of a chimpanzee That showed him using an iPhone and navigating Instagram like a pro. Folks, I can't even navigate my iPhone and Instagram like a pro. Not even like a beginner. I'm I'm just no good at it. So, you know, do I think we're going to be taken over by by apes? No, I don't. But I thought we'd start off with the most fun one first because the rest of them do (laughs) get kind of scary here. So number two here 
are asteroids and comets. Okay, so this is the one I have to thank one of our readers for. And so thank you, Sergeant First Class retired Ronnie Powell, for recommending the apocalyptic novel Lucifer's Hammer. Now, I just got started in this thing, but I can already tell what's going to happen. So l- let me tell you about asteroids. And I'm certainly, you know, I slept through half of, um, of all of my science classes in high school. So I'm certainly not the most brilliant person to be talking about science, but asteroids are these like small, I put small in quotes because they can be quite large, but they're compared, you know, compared to, to planets, they're small, but they're rocky bodies that are in our inner solar system and they're, and they're orbiting around the sun. There are literally millions of asteroids that are flying around space. And there are obviously signs that they've collided with our planets. So you can look at the moon. You can see all the craters there. We know that they've hit the Earth before. And, of course, it is in some people's stories. It is what caused the devastation of the dinosaurs because it hit the Earth, blocked out the sun, and everything ended up dying. Well, NASA is constantly watching space for these asteroids. And there was an interview that I was checking out that was really quite, uh, quite illuminating uh, with the super scientist Stephen Hawking. And he said that it is essentially a mathematical certainty that one day we are going to be hit by an asteroid. In fact, Hawking went on to discuss the 2004 report about the asteroid Adophis which is the size of a 100-story tall skyscraper and weighs about 20 million tons. Now, Adolphus caused some concern because initial observations uh, back then gave it a probability of about 2.7% that it would hit the Earth on April 13, 2029. Now, this is back in 2000 and what was it 2004 now i remember when this report came out and i remember it because in fact there were a couple of these reports one was a lot lot sooner than that but i remember it because it kind of came into the news and everybody freaked out about a little bit and then the next day it was like oh no 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 don't worry about it just kidding it's really not going to be that close to us it's not there's no chance of it possibly hitting the earth and I remember this came out, and there were some movies that had come out as a result of this. Bruce Willis was in one of them. Uh, one of them was called, what was it called? Impact. You guys probably remember what I'm talking about. But basically, there were a couple of movies that came out after the first report I heard about an asteroid hitting Earth, right when it was, it was said, no, 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 don't worry about it. That's, that's it. I don't know if that's a cover-up or whatever it is. But nonetheless, a 2.7% that it could hit the Earth on April 13th, 2029. Folks, that's eight years from now. Eight years. <laughs> that's eight years from now. Um, Hawking added that speeding through space at 28,000 miles per hour, 10 times as fast as a bullet, the Adolphus asteroid carries as much energy as all of the world's nuclear weapons combined. Now, I did some research in this after it kind of freaked me out. Thank you once again, Sergeant First Class Powell. But it turns out that the good news is because of how they travel, if we were hit by an asteroid, we can usually spot them about few decades to a few hundred years out. And because of their trajectory, it, it, 
They won't really, it could be like more like a glancing blow. I don't know. If you're where that thing hits, of course, a glancing blow is still a blow. I get it, right? But there's actually something potentially even worse looming out there. Comets, on the other hand, are these cosmic snowballs of frozen gases and rock and dust, and they travel around the sun in random paths. So they can actually slam directly into our planet head on. And because of their makeup and their trajectory, they whip around the sun and they gain speed and they go in a very, very erratic pattern. So they're traveling so fast, up to three times faster than an asteroid, that they pack nine times more power than an asteroid. And while an asteroid we can see maybe 10 to 100 years or so out, we at best can only see a comet heading our way a couple years out. And a direct hit from a comet would be a much bigger explosion with a potentially catastrophic result that would basically, could potentially just wipe out the human race. So if you want to turn off the podcast, I suggest doing so now. The next one gets even scarier than that, actually. Number three in our threat list is children of men. So some of you might remember the 2006 apocalyptic movie, Children of Men. It was with Clive Owen. Um, it was a movie where the entire world population like basically nears complete evaporation due to widespread infertility where no more babies are born. Uh, really good movie, by the way. Highly recommend checking it out. Very, very cool movie. It's kind of one of those like realistic-ish type apocalyptic movies. I used to say realist, realistically-ish or realistic-ish or whatever. But there was an interview that came out last week with Shanna Swan, who is an epidemiologist at Mount Sinai in New York, and she's the author of the book Countdown. And she states that sperm counts have dropped almost 60% since 1973. And based on this trajectory, sperm counts could be zero by the year 2045. Zero. Like, no more babies. Now, there are times that I, I, I'm kind of be cool in that when I'm flying on a plane. I got that little baby right behind me in the seat, whining away. But to make matters worse, this apparently is also going to mean smaller penises. Oh, my good Lord. Like, we, like it wasn't bad enough. Now we have smaller penises in the future. So the culprit seems to be what are known as PFAs or perfluoroalkyls. I think PFAs is just a lot easier to say. And basically, these are chemicals that are found in everything from plastics and carpets and electronics to soaps and shampoos. And PFAs are also called forever chemicals because they can't be broken down by the body. They just accumulate in your body minute by minute, day by day. They're just there. Now, ironically, a report out of Minnesota just a few days ago found that 41 landfills in the state of Minnesota were leaking alarming levels of PFAs into the ground's drinking water supply. And one county's drinking water had 1,000 times the safe level of PFAs in it. A thousand times. 
And all of those landfills out there all across our country, all across the world, with all those plastics and carpets and electronics and soap bottles and shampoos are all eventually just leaking into the groundwater of our planet. So, no babies, smaller penises. What is this world coming to? Actually, I don't even think we need, we're going to need PFAs because of our next doomsday trigger here. So, number four is actually the rise of the robots. Okay, so in an interview with the BBC a few years back, um, again, super scientist Stephen Hawking told the BBC that our efforts to create thinking machines, otherwise known as like artificial intelligence, poses a very real threat to our very existence. So he said, once humans develop artificial intelligence, it will take off on its own and redesign itself at an ever-increasing rate. Now, he went on to say that humans are limited by slow biological evolution and they can't compete and would eventually be seen as unnecessary by robots in the future. So think about it, folks. Think about our own, evolution, our own evolution as humans. Think about where we've come over the last few million years, right? Now, think about our advancements in the computer world in just the last 10 to 20 years. Think about the difference between where we were with, for those of you that remember, like the video game Pong, I'm dating myself now, to virtual reality that we have now. Think about our evolution of electronics and computers and how that is exponentially getting faster and faster and faster. And the advancement of artificial intelligence is developing at a rampant place, at, at a rampant pace. And we are obviously way behind the machines. We are gonna have to keep trying to outsmart the smarter computers that we're developing in the future. and. We can actually already see this kind of playing out in front of us in a totally different way. So getting out of the Terminator zone here, which, by the way, there are Terminator robots that are being developed. And these things are dead on balls accurate with a firearm, laser guided hand, basically munitions, much bigger calipers than than we have. So so go back and watch RoboCop. Yep. Robot RoboCops are coming. They're coming and they have to have. Isn't it funny how like all these movies that were science fiction are now turning out to be like science truth? Kind of crazy, isn't it? But again, we're kind of seeing this rise of the robots happen in a different way that it really is affecting us even right now. So we know that manufacturing jobs are already being replaced by robots that are a lot less expensive in the long run. They don't have to take breaks. They don't, they don't have shifts. They basically just keep working. And as more and more jobs are lost to artificial intelligent computers and Rosie from the Jetsons is now, you know, the Roomba vacuum is roaming around our house. Now we don't need, we don't even need housekeepers in hotels anymore. Basically there's going to be more joblessness and there's going to be more economic disparity out there. And we know that when there is economic disparity and there's more of the haves and more of the have nots, we know that this leads to more crime, more civil unrest, more disruption of our system that's out there. And we know what happens with that. It affects all of us, right? What I worry about really when it comes to like artificial intelligence and robots, fembots, baby, fembots with machine guns in their jubblies. Like we're already seeing development of basically like humanized sex toys that are out there. So if anybody ever saw like the Stepford Wives, these you know robotic perfect women, 
folks, that's coming. Like they're rapidly developing that stuff. Not that I'm on like any sort of a waiting list or anything like that. I'm just saying, no, really, I'm just saying here. Like if, I mean, kids these days don't even have, like they're losing their social skills. I mean, all, they're basically plugged into their phones and everything else. Damn hooligans, rapscallions. <laughs> they're just like, they're not going to have to date anybody more. When you can have a, a playboy centerfold as your wife who dutifully takes care of the house, takes care of all of your manly needs, like why would you go out there and interact with somebody who's going to bitch and complain about you about not taking the trash out, right? It's like all of that stuff is coming. We're already seeing it out there. Good Lord. Oh, my good Lord. Shrinking penises. Okay, number five on the list here is another one from outer space, and that's aliens. Okay, stay with me here, folks, because there actually is a lesson in here. All right, so again, it was that Stephen Hawking uh, interview that he did with the BBC that really like was very illuminating. And the guy is super smart. I get him that, right? He also says that you can't really count out that aliens could one day land on our planet. And he basically said that if they do, just freaking nuke them. Just take out all of the robocops, the fembots with the machine guns and their jubblies, all of our small penis soldiers, press the button, nuke the hell out of the aliens. And the analogy that he gave was the landing of the pilgrims in the new world, because that didn't work out so great for the Native Americans that welcomed them with open arms. He said that the only reason that aliens would likely be out there roaming the universe wouldn't be because they want to go out there and, you know, just kind of share planetary, you know, tulips with us. They're probably out there looking for natural resources because they used up their own. Or they need fembots to be able to, you know, take back to the other planet or something. So if they're advanced enough to travel and land on our planet, they probably didn't come here to like ask nicely for our natural resources. I have a, I have an idea that they will probably be just like the pilgrims and just, you know what? Uh, Can we have that? No, we can't. All right. Well, we're just going to take it because we have better weapons. Now there is a lesson in here, even for today, because really, isn't that what we see during times of loss of resources when it comes to any sort of a disaster, a crisis, or the things that we worry about when it comes to a collapse. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, when there aren't enough resources out there, whether that is food, water, or hell, even toilet paper, I mean, we see fistfights at the gas stations during hurricanes because somebody, you know, Bubba with the the F-850 and the trailer he's pulling behind him with all of the gas cans for his generator is sucking up all of the fuel. And there's a big line of cars behind him. Everybody starts getting pissed off because you're, you're hogging up all the fuel. Leave some for us. Bubba doesn't care. Everybody takes care of themselves. They're going to grab everything that they can off of the shelves. Things are going to get looted. We know what happens. As I always say, asking turns to begging. Begging turns to demanding. Demanding turns to taking, potentially by force. That's why I say it only takes three days to go from calm to chaos. So let it be a lesson to you, whether it's aliens or whether it's any sort of a crisis, that understand that when resources are low, you need to be in preparation mode. Actually, you need to be in preparation mode long before that. But you need to really understand that no matter what it is, that people are the real threat when it comes to a long-term 
type of a collapse. That's why we focus in on the things that we do with our survival strategy that we talk about with warrior life. All right. All right. So if you made it all the way through this, look, don't blame me for lossless sleep now. I've had some very strange dreams since uh, since starting to read Lucifer's Hammer and then doing my own digging out there. But all right, it's time to put on your own tinfoil hat. I'd like to hear from you. What are some things that I'm missing here? What the hell? I'm not getting any sleep anyway. Let me know what are the other things that we really should be thinking about out there as very real threats to the end of the world as we know it. We need to break ourselves out of comfy mode and really be prepared for the future. So go ahead and leave a comment on the blog. Hope you had some fun with this one. And until our next broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson from warriorlife.com saying prepare, train, and survive. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.